It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back for another week, and what a week it was, honestly. What a week it was. I just... Like, I literally still can't get over last night's episode. Yeah. And I think it was probably one of my, like, most favorite Bachelor episodes ever. Yeah, no, it was up there. A lot happened. It was just, like, there was some good drama, but there was also so much, like, vulnerability. And it was just a good combo. Like, it it was really great. Yeah, like, it was such, like you said that good combination of like the drama that we needed, but it didn't extend longer than it needed to. Mm -hmm. And also that, like you said, vulnerability and just like important conversations that we haven't seen Mm -hmm. in a long time. And I mean, I think they're continuing with these conversations that like are so necessary to happen. Um, But yeah, it was just such a solid episode and like, you can see relationships starting to build and it's exciting. Yeah, it definitely shows you just like what the show is capable of because I feel like there's times where, you know, it's just like not as good. And then we get an episode like this where like, and it might just be like who the lead is, but they bring out like the best in their cast. And I feel like we've seen this with Tasha, like she did a really amazing job with that. And also Caitlin and, you know, just, I mean, all of the bachelorettes, but I just think, I don't like, I don't know whose idea it was for the group date and I know we'll get there, but like, it's just nice to see like men be vulnerable and not like scared to talk about their past. And I feel like we really got to learn more about them. And I love when it's not so much surface level. Like I love hearing and seeing their vulnerability so yes definitely it was like such a great episode there's so much to talk about and I honestly think um we're gonna jump right into recapping this episode it's gonna be just me and Jill for this week we're taking a little break this week from guests and just I think there's so much content anyway in this episode that we're super excited to just chat with you guys about it um and yeah we hope you enjoy and hopefully you got a chance to watch it but if not we'll uh get you up to speed yeah or if not go back watch it then listen to our podcast like honestly it's it's a must-see episode like it is it really is and I think it obviously picked right up kind of where last week left off because we didn't get to see the rose ceremony um so we picked back up at the cocktail party and that was interesting yeah (laughs) um yeah I'm a little speechless well it's interesting because I saw Katie like reposted one of her tweets saying that like this week's rose ceremony is a must-see and usually I'm like okay like rose ceremonies are just like you know she they say the people's names and that's really it but it really was like just you know, Carl, like, I don't want to bring him up anymore. I don't want to give him that much light because I really just can't with him. Like, I know it it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, I just want to know like who he was fighting in that room because like, it was there a ghost in there? Like the man was getting ready to like box someone. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, sir, like, who are you punching? Like, is this part of your like motivational stint that you do? Like, I don't, like, I don't understand those talk to the masses (laughs) like I was like bro you look like an idiot and I'm just not here for this he's so full of himself and just thought that I mean he I think he thought that he was really like pulling a fast one over everyone and I'm like dude you don't have anyone fooled like they know that you're lying literally and you're just trying to stir up drama and I just thought that I don't know. Almost. I felt like the season kind of went from like zero to a hundred real quick. Oh, for sure. Can we talk about Justin? (laughs) 
I love Justin. I love that man. I think he is my favorite person of the season. His facial expressions are such a meme. He's such a meme. I literally could not. I was dying. I I was laughing so hard. And my mom was like, wait, what's so funny? And I'm like, did you not see his face? Like, it was priceless. Just like giving us all the reactions. I feel like I would totally do the same and just be like watching and making faces. And yeah, he was just like reading my mind, but in facial expressions. I loved it so much literally hilarious and it happened throughout the whole episode they would just continue to shoot to Justin and his faces I thought oh my god this is this is priceless oh a hundred percent um and then we see that obviously Katie addresses the men because she can't deal with the bullshit anymore and she cuts the cocktail party short and Usually, if you've watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette for many, many years, we know that Chris Harrison usually comes in, he's spoken to the lead or whatever, and he's like, you know, gentlemen, like, they've decided to cut it short and we're going straight to the rose ceremony, but Katie's been given that job, and what did you think about that? Do you like the lead doing it on their own, or do you like, I don't know, do you think it's more dramatic the other way? So I actually, like, wrote a note about this because I felt like, I just wanted to see a little bit more of Tasha and Caitlin throughout the episode. And I felt like they were pretty absent in this one. And maybe it's because like Nick Vial came on and he was doing the group date. So they weren't there. I don't know. It was just a little bit weird where I felt like the only time we saw them was during the actual rose ceremony. And even then, when she goes to talk to them for advice, they didn't really give her much advice. I saw that. I was like, oh, that, that wasn't a lot. I mean, I'm sure, you know, a lot of the conversation was cut because episode was really loaded, but yeah, I I don't know. It was was to see, you know, her do it herself. Cause usually, you know, there's a middleman and that middleman is Chris Harrison. So yeah, whatever. (laughs) It was different, but she knew what she wanted to do. And she was like, we need to go right to the rose ceremony. And to be honest, like the whole entire time I'm thinking she's definitely giving a rose to Carl. Like she hasn't made up her mind and she is going to do what every other person, every other lead always does and kind of keep around the drama person. And we always say it's probably just for the ratings. So I was like very surprised by the outcome of this cocktail or I'm sorry of the rose ceremony, but what did you think of Mike? Yeah. When he got the rose. Honestly, like I loved it because I don't know. It's, it was like a rebellious moment for me. Usually like the only things that we see is they pull, they usually pull the lead aside out of the room, but he did it in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so savage and I loved it. And I was like, oh, Mike P out of all people, he's not been that outspoken. Like we've seen Aaron and Trey and a few other people. So I was surprised that it was him, but I was so glad that he did it. And I love that. She was like, do y'all feel this way? Like, it was- I know she didn't, you know, hesitate. Like she was like, do you guys all feel this way? Like is what Mike P saying legit? And everyone was like shaking their head. What I did find kind of funny though, was like the way that he worded it. He was like, we're all in solidarity yeah. together. And it's like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was definitely interesting wording for sure. But to say, nonetheless, like I just, I loved it. And yeah, good, good for him. Good for them. The Wicked Witch of the West, (laughs) I don't even know, or the East, whatever, is gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone. And I was, yeah, she went and obviously we saw her talk to Tasha and Caitlin, but. Um, and she said, which I was a little bit surprised too, she was planning to give Carl a rose until the guys did that. I was so surprised. Really what the guys did like completely made her change her mind. Yeah, 100%. And 
what was even more just like disgusting to me was the way he exited. I'm like, okay, yeah, your actions and your words have been horrible, but at least give her the decency to say goodbye and like thank her. Like you are showing your true colors right now by literally looking at her, not giving her the time of day and just walking out the door. I was like, this is, this is absurd. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this makes you look 10 times worse than you already do. And the fact that he was kind of waiting to see if any of the guys were going to come up to him and say goodbye. I'm like, these guys hate you and you need to leave. And then Katie was, you know, like, I'm not going to go up to him. And I'm glad she didn't because he was acting so childish. Oh, a hundred percent. I just love how then like all of the men applauded her at the end of the rose ceremony. I was like, yeah, she's kick ass. Like, yeah, it was such a good moment because I was like, this is more of what we need. Like when a lead knows that someone just isn't the right person, they need to send them home instead of keeping them for the ratings. Uh And I was just so glad to see him go. But I will say, I'm not 100% convinced this is the last we're going to see of Carl. You think? I don't know. I just have this very small, small little, I don't even know, in the back of my head that I'm thinking I could see him trying to come back because he can't, because he can't let it go that like he got sent home. Oh, interesting. I was not thinking that at all. I don't know. I think he's poof be gone. I hope so. Honestly, I hope he does not come back. Good riddance. Literally. Yeah. So, but it was sad that our John and Kyle went home. I know. Little John. I was sad that the Ginge went home. I wanted more Ginge in my life. Wait, what Ginge went home? Garrett. The only Ginger. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know Garrett went home too. Yeah. They didn't really show any of the guys leaving except for John and Carl. Right. Yeah. And I, I knew that Kyle didn't get it because I saw that he, they had like shot to him a few times before the last rose. But, oh, that's sad. So we saw four people go home last night. Yeah. Sad. Crazy. Oh, well. but Maybe we'll see them in paradise. That's true. We might. We might. So honestly, though, on to bigger and better things. And the group date definitely hit us hard. Yeah, before we get into the group date, I just thought it was hilarious when the men got the date card. They were like reading into it so carefully. They're like, oh, it says dot, dot, dot. And there's no heart Katie. Like she usually writes heart Katie as if Katie is the one writing these cards. Right. But also I thought it was a little sus too. Like I was like, wait, this seems like she is ready like to go to war like she's not you know she was very much like I'm not making this a cute card um and I mean honestly kind of was fitting for the date oh a hundred percent um yeah just thought I'd bring that up but I thought that was funny it was funny yeah but the date on the other hand was very serious and something like we've never really seen on the show the only date that I can think is kind of similar was on Tasha's season where the men did the art like the drawing but that was you know like a little more involved and you know became very serious but it was like more of a light-hearted date but this kind of just like cut to the chase and they were sitting in like an intervention circle and sharing their deepest and darkest like memories and experiences so yeah what it what it your thoughts on I mean so I'll be honest initially I was not a fan because I thought this seems so intense and so intimidating to be in this dark room in a circle with guys that you for the most part just met a girl that you just met and you're almost being you're being put in a very vulnerable and in slightly awkward situation where you feel like you do have to share those things and I don't like putting people in situations where they feel forced to share things that they're not ready to. Um, So that was the only thing that kind of threw me off in the beginning. I'm very glad with the way that A, the guys handled it, B, what they were willing to share, but C, also that like 
the way the editing was, they didn't show every single person and they kind of made it flow a little bit nicer than I thought it would. Um, but yeah, once we got into it and, and the guys, like I said, were willing to be open, I did really appreciate what they shared. Yeah. I think to play a little bit of devil's advocate, um, I think, you know, it, it, I do agree that it could seem like very, very early. However, you know, we, we know that it's a very short time frame that they're there to learn about all of these guys. And also a few of them had already betrayed their trust, like Cody and um, Carl. So it's like, you know, how many more of them could there be? So I kind of understand why she maybe wanted to, you know, cut to the chase and hear about their stories and, you know, something that they're not necessarily proud of in their past. So there were obviously pros and cons to the whole situation, but I, like you said, ended up loving the state in the end and was really happy to see a different side to these guys. Yeah. So something we have to talk about is Hunter. Did Hunter, so Hunter basically said that he was married and has two kids, which we didn't know that, right? I knew that he had kids. Well, I feel like I do not remember that at all. I just, I mean, I might've like looked on his Instagram and also um, Aaron Hill, who has another podcast who we've like met on Clubhouse and whatnot. She posted like a Father's Day post for like the fathers of her season. Hunter was like a big part of that. So I knew that he had kids. I didn't know he was married, but yeah, I, I mean, he got so like choked up about the whole thing. Like you could see he was really broken Mm -hmm. by the whole situation. And it almost seems like at least the way that I interpreted it was that like, maybe he didn't have a relationship with the children anymore, but if maybe, maybe he still does, I don't know. Um, that one was definitely really interesting. And I was like a little taken aback by that. And, um, yeah, I mean, he kind of like came out of the gate really strong too, because he was the first one they asked. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if he was the first one or if they, you know, like how, what the actual order was, because, you know, maybe editing or whatever, but you know, I mean, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And then Aaron said that he cheated, right? I was like trying to listen and also write notes, but I got that his dad had a stroke and he was with his girlfriend because they were in like similar situations. Like they were both dealing with grief. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, did, did you hear him say that he cheated? Yeah, I basically, um, he said he was with the girlfriend for longer than he probably should have been. He said he was kind of just in this relationship because it was comfortable. And he said he did some things that he wasn't proud of. And the way he made it sound was he was like alluding to cheating. Um, but he didn't come out and explicitly say that. Um, but yeah, that one definitely stood out to me and freaking Connor B. What a sweet, okay, like, such a sweetheart. Like, such a sweetheart. I know. I mean, you can tell, like, how much this weight on his chest and, like, the sincerity that he had when sharing his story. Just, like, you can tell that he's grown so much from it and has become such a better person because of this experience and, Oh my God. I'm literally getting the chills right now. Just thinking about it. Like I know in, in the thing that really just got me was how affected he was by it and how difficult it was for him to share that part of his life that I think for a lot of other guys, and this is very unfortunate, they wouldn't see that as that big of a deal because he basically shared that he you know, sort of had an unhealthy relationship with drugs and alcohol and that he cheated on his girlfriend of the time. And I just thought, I don't know many men in this world that would be that affected by it the way that Connor was, because I think a lot of people out there do cheat and a lot of guys like 
think that it's not that big of a deal. Obviously it is. And cheating's never okay and it's never the answer but it just I think spoke to Connor's character as to how much he was like remorseful for doing that yeah oh my gosh I was just like really struck by that and he was so choked up and yeah I just I love that he was open enough to share that because you can tell like as I said before that he's just grown and like looking at him now, you wouldn't believe that, you know, that was his past. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad he was able to share it with the group. I know. <laughs> the other thing that I kept thinking about was like, oh, he's a math teacher. Like, I wonder how many of his students are watching this right now. Well, I wonder what grade he teaches. I feel like pretty young, right? Yeah, I think it was from the, like when they did his intro, I yeah. think it was kind of young. Yeah, they looked really young for sure. All right. Should we talk about Thomas? Yes. We need to talk about Thomas before we get to Katie. Yeah. Um, I just cannot with this man. Literally. And it's so funny because when we spoke to Zach, was it Zach who said that he reminded him of Josh Murray? I think. I think so. Yeah. So, After Zach said that, I now cannot stop thinking about how much he reminds me of Josh Murray and how similar they are in their mannerisms and sort of this like manipulative gaslighting kind of talk at the women. Like I just like you, I cannot with him. And it's, (laughs) it's almost like questions go in one ear and come out the other and he just feels like saying whatever's at the top of his mind and not actually answering the question question given to him so yeah it just boggles my mind but at this point it's so frequent with him that I'm not surprised anymore what comes out of his mouth I mean the man is just so rehearsed like he must have done hours and hours of studying and practicing as to exactly what to say to win someone over. And maybe this is just who he is as a person. It doesn't even matter if he's on The Bachelor or not. He's such a smooth talker. And it's, it's honestly disgusting. Like, I'm like, bro, you have an answer for everything. You know how to dodge questions. He wouldn't answer any really of the questions. And I was also surprised at the fact that he was willing to say like he came on here for a platform, but then pulls the card, but then I met you. I know. I know. Oh my God. I was like classic. Classic. And also he admitted that he went on a date the week before he left. I know. Like I was like, bro, that's a double whammy. And he still gets off looking like the good guy because he's smiling and she feels happy that he's sharing this information. And I'm like, he's pulling a fast one on you. Like wake up. Well, okay. So yeah, I, but I do think Katie is a little bit aware. I don't think she's, I don't think she's naive to the point where she's, you know, like, oh, I'm going to dismiss everything he said. And he's so charming and witty and blah, 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 blah. And I really, really like him. I think she's a little bit more onto him, especially after yes. the at the cocktail party. But yeah, just he's, he's a goon and ridiculous. And um, yeah, cannot with him. <laughs> Honestly, cannot with him either. He's just, he's something else. And watching the guy's reaction during the group date of him talking was also, again, priceless. And like Justin, again, was Justin on that date? Yeah. Yes. Like Justin's facial reactions every time I'm like, my man, like, honestly, my man. No, and Connor. Connor's like, <laughs> it's just so it's beyond like funny at this point how mm-hmm. how absurd his answers are um yeah just ridiculous yeah, yeah it definitely was and then we kind of round out this group date with Katie uh and to be honest I was not I don't think anyone was expecting this I don't think anyone was even expecting her to share anything really I thought this was just going to be about the guys and I'm so glad that she felt the courage to come out and share her story um and be able to do it in such like a beautiful way that I 
she even said this was something at the time that her mom didn't even know about and that she didn't even think she would share during this group date. Um, but it was just so beautiful. I know. Literally, I'm getting chills throughout my entire body right now. Yeah. No joke. Like, it's just, it was, yeah, it was so beautiful. Like, and I'm like, honestly, like proud of her that she was able to come out and share her story because now that she does have such a big platform and she's able to reach so many people, like, hopefully this will help so many other women who maybe also felt that guilt inside of, like, it was my fault that I didn't give consent and it was my fault that I was intoxicated and whatnot and you know she's just one story but I'm sure there's so many other women who have experienced this and went through the same exact like process of dealing with their emotions so I'm really happy that she came out and shared her story and I love that I just like loved this day overall and that she was willing to give the men the time to share their story but also share hers as well like it was just it was amazing it really was and I think it was so amazing to see a conversation that is so important to have and that isn't talked about on this show especially a show that is about finding love and is about sex and you know there's the fantasy suites and all of that and it's like the conversation around consent is one that needs to happen every single time and it's not just something that you learn in health class when you're in high school like this can happen to anyone at any point in their lives and so like I think the fact that she's 30 years old now and openly you know finally having the courage after 10 years to come out and share her you know share what happened to her and share the journey that she went on and I mean it was just so heartbreaking but like you said, I felt so proud of her to be able to share that with the men and to also really flip that experience on its head and make it into something that she can now, you know, like make other people learn from and explain why she is so sex positive. I mean, to take like such a terrible experience and be able to turn it into something positive and turn it into really helping other women I mean I thought it was just perfect a hundred percent could not have said it better yeah it was just like it was a great date and I think I would I would love to see more dates like this because I think they're just honestly so much more impactful than like the stupid wrestling date that we got last week like I would rather see 10 more dates like this than dates where men are like fighting at each other yeah it might be fun and hot to look at but like this is the kind of stuff that like would be able to separate the bachelor from like other reality dating shows and I really loved where they took this date so yeah yeah definitely and then the cocktail party afterward I just have to note that I loved how every single guy right when they went you know at the beginning of their conversation with her said like thank you so much for sharing that with us and the fact that Connor B at least was the only one they showed saying like I'm sorry for what happened to you I was like he is elite he is a king like I love him he's a kitty king okay (laughs) like love him I think we can jump to the cocktail party at this point because yeah it was it was cuckoo nuts bananas like just it was the Thomas show that yeah that's all I can say and it shouldn't have been but he made it the Thomas show and I'm really annoyed about that like this man again dodged so many questions from Katie and and I loved that Katie called him out on it like she was like um Thomas that feels like you just dodged my question and he was like oh my god no like wait let me like explain blah 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 but he didn't like he still continued to dodge the question of what his red flags were right it's not that hard you know to say what you're like it's not that hard of a question really it isn't that hard and I wrote a quote down and I maybe might have misheard it but he said 
getting here, I didn't ask for you. Yeah. I was like, I think he meant like he wasn't coming here for Katie. Like, but like, (laughs) honestly, everything he said, I was like, what? Eyebrow raise. Right. Yeah. Like a total eyebrow raise. You're like, I I actually can't believe he just said that and like admitted to that. No, it's absolutely absurd. And clearly when he went into his like post-talk interview, sort of similar to what you touched on earlier about how his answers seem very, very rehearsed. It's like, he almost was like, oh my God, I practiced for so long what I should say, how I should say it to Katie. And this formula was messed up and he screwed himself over. And I'm like, well, that's not how conversations with women work. Like, it's not just what to say. It's like, you know, it can't just be rehearsed. It has to come from the heart. So yeah. Yeah. Just so rehearsed. And so then obviously we all see that his conversation with Katie ends and she kind of stood up and was like, yeah, I'm like done with this conversation. Gives him a hug. And he just could not handle that. Like he was like, I got to go back. I got to fix my mistake because like the man thinks it's a game and is trying to win her over. And so he goes back and interrupts Aaron during like a very important conversation that they were trying to have. And I'm like, Aaron's going to pop off. Like, don't mess with Aaron. Oh, the one guy you do not want to mess with in the house this season is Aaron. And um, I have some, I don't know. I do like Aaron. Like, I think he's sincere, but some of like the payoff from his lines and the way he goes about saying things. He's just very, he says what what's ever on his mind. And mm-hmm. sometimes that can be great, but sometimes I'm like, it's a little bit of a turnoff. And I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Aaron yet. I think for me, I know that he's not the one, right? but I do think he is kind of acting as almost like this big in this big brother role that is somewhat appreciated because it's like he is calling out people on their shit and like I do think he has Katie's best interest at heart but he's just I do think he is a little bit more you know boisterous and like you said just like says the first thing that comes to his mind and sometimes it's like not super tasteful or accurate either (laughs) right like he's like he's a legit psychopath and I'm like well like he's actually or yeah sociopath like I was like both well I don't think so but like that's that's a little too far you know I don't think he's a legitimate sociopath but he's definitely manipulative and um yeah just not in the right mind that's all (laughs) yeah like definitely like you said super manipulative and you know he goes back and he tries to make it right with Katie and to be honest I don't really feel like he did that good of a job like no it was weird the whole time I was like ew like I just got the biggest ick ever like yeah he's the ick I have the ick with him like just like I, I look at him and his even his smile which he probably thinks is the best smile in the world and will light any woman's heart up. I'm like, ew, like, it's just, yeah. it's almost creepy. Like, I, I just, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for him. I'm not, yeah, no, just ick. Yeah. <laughs> and then the best part is when this, had, this was during the cocktail party, right? When he told the guys that he told Katie that he was falling yeah. in love with her. Yes, which I missed because I texted I'm like <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah you texted me you were like wait I'm missing something and I'm like he literally talked to Katie during the second conversation about fear and love and he was saying you know oh um love is scary but like I'm I'm ready to basically like dive in with you and blah 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 really trying to like sweet talk or whatnot she thought it was like amazing they they make out and then he goes back and he literally tells the guys that he he goes, I told her I was falling in love with her. And Justin's face, once again, I, he, his head was like, what? Like, you did not just say that. And then Connor B was like, excuse me? <laughs> and I was like, but you didn't tell her that you were falling in love with her. 
So it's like almost like what are his motives? What what is he trying to become the next bachelorette or to become the next bachelor? That's what he freaking said. It's you know, he's definitely going he's trying to attempt the bachelor formula you know I'm Mm -hmm. falling for you and then I love you and then I'm like falling in love with you like all you know all the steps that people all the things and um yeah bro it's way too early and even if you know it was a couple more weeks later like you know that's not accurate (laughs) right and it's always this is always the way we always have a smooth talker someone who's really not here for the right reasons but does a very good job of convincing the lead that they are and that's Thomas and and it, it seems like Katie's sort of buying it but not too much and so like I'm really interested to see what does happen because now all of the guys know like He's super manipulative. I mean, just in this episode, he revealed he came here because he wanted to be The Bachelor. Like, he wanted to get a platform, you know, lied to the guys and then goes back on his word and is like, oh, actually, I didn't tell her I was falling in love with her. Like, it's just a mess. It's it's a total mess. And he's just creating the mess for himself. Like, he's he's not doing anything great for himself. He's, yeah, just... No, no bueno. <laughs> no bueno for Mr. Thomas. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's take a little break from Mr. Ickman Thomas and let's talk about a breath of fresh air. <sighs> Michael A. Literally sobbed. Sobbed, sobbed, sobbed. I couldn't stop crying. The, the one-on-one was so beautiful. Him sharing... And, and we, we had heard it earlier in the episode because he told uh, a couple of the guys that he was going to share a really important part of his life to Katie. And I'm so glad that he got this one-on-one. Like, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And before he went on this date, you know, the past couple interactions that he had with Katie, he wasn't necessarily, like, my favorite. But I was like, oh, you know, I know he's definitely one of her maybe one of her top picks and I was like eh, I don't know like I I don't really see it he's a little bit of you know like a nerdy kind of like awkward guy that's kind of the vibe I was getting yeah and just the way that he talked about his past relationship and how and what the kind of love he would give to Katie I just like my heart melted and I saw him in a totally different light and just like I'm a little speechless like it was just so beautiful like I I can't even put words to it like it was just amazing amazing just magical like I just thought I mean for for you know obviously for people who didn't watch he shared that um you know he, he was married and he met his um his wife in college did he say yeah, he said that he saw her on campus, looked at her, and he knew she was the one. Like, oh my god. The romance that every single person wants and that you see only in the movies is exactly what he described that, like you said, he, you know, knew that she was the one from the beginning and they had this beautiful love story, get married, and seven months after she has their baby boy, she gets diagnosed with breast cancer and it was just so devastating and so sad to hear him share that story and to just the way that he talked about her and how courageous she was and how much of a fighter she was like I could not imagine getting hit with such awful news when you have a seven-month-old baby no it's just it's something you never think will happen to you until it does and like I my hairs are literally standing up now. Like no, this whole episode just like gave me body chills. Like it's just, it's something. Like I said, you you don't even think about. And oh my god! And you know, even Katie mentioned the way he was talking about his wife. Like most women would would find that intimidating. It's like how can I live up to something? so beautiful and magical and they were together for 16 years like that is a very long time plus they had you know a kid together so it's like how 
how do I fill this role and this void for you? But the way that he was looking at Katie and talking about how they could build something together that's like their own and so unique, like that is something every woman wants to hear. It's, and it's interesting because, you know, you would think it's like he's saying everything that she wants to hear, but when it comes out of his mouth, it's, you know, it's, he's not lying and you know, he's, and you know, he's a genuine person and you can just tell by looking at him, he's a very kind hearted soul. And I, I love him and I'm obsessed with him. And he's a top contender at this point in my eyes. He really is. I mean, it was, it was just so beautiful. And the way that I think he made her feel and the way that she made him feel, you could tell that he is so invested in this process. He's so here for the right reasons and truly trying to get himself out there after such a difficult time that he's experienced. And, you know, I just was sobbing when Katie gave him the rose and she said, you know, like my love is not only for you, but for James, which is his little boy. And I just was like, oh my God, the fact that she even acknowledged James, like in her speech was so beautiful. And, uh, and then they freaking go up to the roof and look at the stars. Like, I'm like, this is so perfect. And she even said like, I'm, I'm like, I could see myself falling in love with him. Yeah. I think, I think even her, she was surprised by, how well it went yeah I think she knew she liked him but she wasn't sure maybe to what extent she could like him or you know start to fall for him and I think this day it proved to her that he's you know he's a very stand-up guy and he will be there no matter what for you like he will be your number one supporter and that's anything like anyone could ask for is just someone who's their number one fan best friend like just everything so it was perfect it was like one of my most favorite one-on-one dates I'm like Michael A all the way Michael A all the way great (laughs) way to say that (laughs) yeah so we end the episode with a house meeting of sorts I like to call it house meeting (laughs) house meeting um what did you think well Love that Mr. Hunter was the one to confront Thomas. So, okay, this is probably mean and I probably shouldn't say this, but I feel like Hunter is like overcompensating. Like, I feel like he's like trying to act like this really like big macho man who has like this sleeve of tattoos and like confronts men because like maybe he's a bit insecure in like his own self and I don't know like I just that's the vibe I get from him and I'm like who are you yeah I don't know I mean you know there's always a few select guys who feel like they kind of have to just talk for the house and maybe he's one of them also maybe it was him because I feel like didn't they have like a private conversation Hunter and Thomas Hunter and Thomas did yeah I think that's why he called him out So maybe that's why, I don't know, maybe deep inside he felt like maybe I should be the one to sort of start this conversation about Thomas going. Yeah, but the thing that I will say is I feel like we always have someone like Hunter every season where they really aren't forming that much of a of a connection. And I think that's what I mean when I say overcompensating is that I think that he's not really forming much of a connection with Katie and so he's kind of trying to insert himself in other places to make him still known like ma- make sure he doesn't like fall to the wayside time. yes and I think that's like exactly what he's doing is like trying to be the one to be like I'm gonna like call Thomas out <laughs> okay totally fair I get I get where you're coming <laughs> from yeah a hundred percent but <laughs> it was interesting like I was like here we go boys Yeah. Oh, and it's funny because before like the house meeting sort of started, you could see him talking to a lot of the different men and completely changing his story around like a hundred different times. And yet again, it's like when he's asked a question, he totally just dodges it. Like he's the master at dodging 
questions. Like, it's really not that hard. What was the one question? Oh, Hunter was asking him, did you come here to be the next bachelor? And he was, you know, sweet talking his way, dodging and running, trying to run away from the question. And then he eventually sort of answered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. And I mean, I was kind of surprised that he came out and said, yeah, I, I did come here because I thought I could be the next bachelor. Like, I don't, I do think that every season there are a few people who come on the show and they have that in the back of their head, but I don't think anyone's ever confessed to it. it. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, you could have totally, like, even if you thought that you could have totally lied and been like, no, I never thought that. Like, what, why are you trying to accuse me of that? Kind of like flip it. But I feel like he's not smart enough to do that. Yeah. Like I was like, um, okay. Like he's just, you know, coming out there and and saying it. Um, but I will say, and I'm just looking back at my notes that I do feel like Hunter addressed it in a tasteful way. He didn't, you know, come at him with much anger. Like he kind of was like, we just need to like talk and- yeah, kind of like era all of this dirty laundry. And yeah, Thomas just dodged so many questions. I literally wrote down that he should be a politician because he's so good at working around a question. That's great. That's a great analogy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like we were talking before we started recording, like Trey kind of made me laugh because he was (laughs) like, man, you manipulated me. Like I really was fooled by you. And he's like, that doesn't normally happen. But like, you are a manipulative person who really tricked me. Yeah. The light bulb like went off in his head and he's like, oh, this is really who you are. But it's interesting because you know that you know, in one way or another, everyone doesn't fully come on the show for love, but no one ever explicitly shares why they came, you know, like why they went on the show. And that's something that's always sort of like kept inside to the person. Like you don't really have to share to everyone and say, you know, this is really why I came on the show, but because most people, you know, do go on for the experience and not necessarily think that they're going to find love. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. So, but he just fully came out and said like, yeah, I, w- I thought I could potentially become the next bachelor, which is definitely not happening for him at this point. No, absolutely not. I'm like, dude, you need to get out of here. And really that was how we ended the episode was kind of that cliffhanger of this conversation. Um, and yeah, what did you think of the upcoming highlights? Well, I guess we have to say Blake Moines. Blake Moines has entered the arena. It's funny because he doesn't just show up. Like, Taisha prefaces his arrival being like, someone got in contact with me and is interested in you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, just, it's it's going to be interesting because – I feel like Nick Vial on Caitlyn's season came in around episode four and now he's coming in episode four. So it's like not that deep in, but it's enough to create an in, maybe some sort of impact on these men. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's definitely going to blow things up. And it's also kind of weird to think that, I mean, Tasha sort of dated him for a bit. So it's weird that like her ex basically is coming to try and date her friend. Yeah, but I don't think Tasha was ever really that interested in Blake. No, she wasn't. She she definitely was not interested too much, but I I do think it is going to blow some stuff up. Oh, 100%. Like I'm I'm very excited to see this all happen. Also, it looks like the men are getting waxed which I'm so excited for. Yeah, so I'm like, bring on the waxing, the pain, make them see what we go through. (laughs) So funny. So I think it's going to be a really good episode next week, but um, I think it has a lot to live up to because this episode was by far one of my favorites. Oh, it's up there for sure. I mean, it's definitely my favorite out of the season so far, but I mean, it set the bar pretty high. So I think it could only go up from there. You never know. I think next week there's going to be a little bit more drama. 
obviously with Blake coming in, but I can't wait. That's all I have to say. I can't wait. Yeah, definitely. Crazy, crazy. Well, that's our recap for this week, guys. Um, We hope you enjoyed and yeah, lots to unpack, Um, but should we get into a little bit of Bachelor news? Yes, there's not too much that happened this week, but sort of a continuation from last week. Lauren, oh, I almost said Lori. I mean, that is their name, I guess. But Lauren and Ari announced their baby names of their little twins. So the girl's name is Senna James and the boy is Lux Jacob. So cute. I've like never really heard of those names, Senna and Lux. I mean, I've heard Lux a little bit, not Senna. Yeah, like they're so unique and different, but I'm so glad it looks like the little baby girl is home now from the hospital and they're just adorable. So cute. Like the photos they've been posting of them together and the babies with Alessi is just so freaking adorable. Yeah, really, really cute. Yeah. So super happy for them. Um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, so I think that's all of our Bachelor news for this episode, guys. Um, we have some very exciting things in the works for you um, that I can't wait to be able to announce. Um, so definitely stay tuned. A lot, like I said, is in the works. Um, we're super excited to get more guests for you guys. So make sure you let us know um, who you want to hear from, anyone in Bachelor Nation or anyone kind of affiliated with the Bachelor franchise. We'd love to have them on. Um, So yeah, definitely stay tuned for more exciting things. Yeah, so obviously we would love it if you follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us five stars and leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. And as always, follow us on our Instagram at the Bachelor Degree Podcast for all your latest Bachelor news and updates from us. Yeah, guys, and we will be with you a weekly to recap Katie's season of The Bachelorette and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. And as always, we will talk bachelor bitches next week on the bachelor degree bye guys bye everyone